everyone and welcome to Health with Dr. Yvette Maseka. I'm your host, Dr. Yvette Maseka, and this is a podcast that aims to correct myths around medicine or around health. And today we're going to talk about a sensitive and somewhat controversial topic. So we're going to talk about circumcision. And I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Dr. Oscar Muloa. We're both general practitioners at the University Teaching Hospital. Hi, Oscar. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for being here today. My pleasure. So, Oscar, tell me, is there an interesting case that you've seen that involves male circumcision? Well, in my practice, uh, I don't get to see those quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I uh, remove the curtain a bit, I'll take you back to my high school days. Um, I recall a time when the, the ministry... Uh, was um, trying to promote circumcision amongst males. Uh-huh. And um, they did a good job at that. Yeah, yeah, they did. They managed to uh, convince most of my classmates, my schoolmates for that matter, to actually get circumcised. <laughs> um, it came as a, as a good turn, really, because I'd been thinking about doing that for the longest time, uh-huh. but I didn't have the courage and the zeal. But I guess the crowd uh, made me do it. Yeah. Yeah. So... Oscar and I were at the same high school, and for some reason, all the males were getting circumcised at the same time. So you could only see them in lab coats because they couldn't wear trousers or underwear. They were all in lab coats. And we were just wondering, like, what happened? Like, what was the deal behind the lab coat? Oh, yeah, those are tales we don't tell parents. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so we we got circumcised, and um, the irony is that Classes were being attended by females only. Yes. Yeah, so the teachers got surprised, like, what's happening to the males? Is there an outbreak of something? Uh, but, of course, they caught wind of what was happening. And um, because it was too late, they couldn't undo the circumcision. Yeah. <laughs> and so we had to stay out of class for almost two to three weeks or so. And um, the interesting part is that we were each other's keeper. So every time you wake up in the morning, you'd always check on your friend. How are you doing today? <laughs> And you're like, I think I've been okay. The other friend was like, I didn't sleep well. And we'd always be checking on each other and would be wearing um, bathing towels for most of the times with mm. a lab coat once in a while. <laughs> oh, and yeah, be- because you advised to wear loose clothing oh, yeah. after. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what you had was a lab coat. I, I met one guy and he told me, you know, I'm just from, from doing a lab. I was okay. like, oh, okay. And I believed it. Then later on, I found out that he actually got circumcised. And um, I remember one of my classmates just came into class and just said, girls, stay away from me. He had a good point. <laughs> Why was that? I didn't want anything that was going to cause trauma. <laughs> so um, after circumcision, you're not allowed to have an erection? I just, it's for the viewers and the listeners. Too. Well... If you could abstain from having one, uh, you're safer, you're better off, and you not have to endure any pain. Okay, so, um, well, what was your reason for circumcision? Well, I know uh, circumcision dates back to ancient times, mm-hmm. uh, before Christ. Uh, I see circumcision in the Bible being mentioned. Quite frequently, actually. Yeah. So, uh, God told Abraham? Well, yeah. Right? Apparently, uh, God spoke to Abraham and told mm-hmm. him that uh, every male child on day eight uh, of their birth needed to get circumcised. Uh, more or less a right into being um, a Jew, really. It was almost mm-hmm. that as if if you're not circumcised, you are not you're a not... Jew or an Israelite per se. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
So circumcision is done because of religion. Mm-hmm. So Jews, I know of um, Islam also, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do circumcision even in African culture, which is uh, quite even in quite Zambia. Common. Yeah, it should be northwestern province. Northwestern province. I mean, I'm Lubale myself. Okay. So we have this famous um, Mukanda oh, ceremony. Oh yeah, yes, I know about that and. Uh, Tales going around about hot knives. I don't know how true that is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so I, I our have... subscribers can leave some comments down below and on what yeah. happens in the Mukanda, yeah. right? Because I have a cousin who underwent this Mukanda, and I, I don't think they're allowed to talk about it. So the rumors that we were hearing was that they just, you know, they lined the boys up, and the the I don't know if I can call him the leader just gets this knife, mm-hmm. just one knife, and just you know. Just goes around and a little scary. Yeah, a little yeah. scary, and you know, just imagining blood all over. But he actually said that um, they are now trained and mm-hmm. they use sterile blades, and those blades, um, they use one blade okay. per person. Okay. So that whole story. I always story thought about it was the same thing. <laughs> okay, it's okay. No, apparently they don't use the same thing. All they right. they use uh, a single blade for. Each person. Mm. Um, maybe you can highlight highlight some of the difficulties. I mean, not difficulties. <laughs> some the of adverse the outcomes. Yeah, yeah, some of the adverse outcomes. I know we're always talking about benefits, but I think it's important that uh, people know the complications of circumcision. So, uh, for starters, um, nothing on this earth has got uh, or goes scot free from adverse outcomes. Yeah. I must state that. So circumcision, male circumcision in particular, has got its own share of uh, uh, buttons. So some mm-hmm. of the common things that are seen are bleeding post-procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they'll have um, a penile amputation, but that's like... <laughs> that sounds very scary. That's like a minute... Uh, I'll give it at 0.2% and probably more common in the, uh-huh. in the younger ones. Uh, but generally, it's a safe procedure, so much so that... Uh, the risks are insignificant. Yeah. If if I was to bet on it, I would. Okay. Yeah. Um. I also um read that the most common complications include uh, complications from the anesthesia that they use, which we won't go into because okay. that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. And um, there are some people who actually report having some irritation of the. Um, of the head of the penis head as the well. Penis. Okay. Yeah. But um you know we are always saying the um we're always talking about circumcision and saying that it's a decision that people make, mm-hmm. right? But there there are times when we offer it as treatment. Yeah. Precisely so. Yeah. Some of the times include if you come with what we call phimosis. So phimosis is where you you fail to retract your foreskin. So when you come with that, we offer you circumcision. If you come with another condition that we call paraphimosis, this is where you retracted your foreskin and it becomes tight. So it your squeezes your head. Yeah, it, it squeeze, it's like a tight ring. Yeah, yeah. So in that case, we also offer you circumcision. If you come with like genital warts that are on the foreskin. We'll offer you circumcision. If you come with a growth on your foreskin that may be cancerous or looks like it can become cancerous, 
we still uh, we still offer you circumcision. And if you have inflammation or an infection that affects your the head of the pe- of the penis mm-hmm. and also your foreskin, mm-hmm. we still offer you circumcision. So, in as much as circumcision has uh, those health benefits, sometimes we use it at, as treatment. So. <laughs> Maybe Oscar can highlight some of the benefits. Well, um, first, let me state the reason I probably with a host of my friends decided uh-huh. to actually go for it is that I think there was rumor to say that when you get circumcised, mm-hmm. you become cleaner. It was rumored that when you get circumcised, uh, the risk of getting HIV is lower. Yeah, those Numbers are some of, some of the myths. Somewhere between 57 to 70%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm 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 sure they're standing at about the same even up to now. Yeah. And uh, most guys were won over by such statistics. And I think we all delved in with the I mean everyone was scared of HIV, probably even up to now. Of course we have new medication that really helps. But I mm-hmm. think if you can have an extra uh uh trick up your sleeves, circumcision was the way to go. Yeah, I mean and I think so so the majority um We'll report a few uh, things that they're not so happy about, like or rather rumors that they hear say it reduces your your sexual uh, pleasure and all. Um, I will come to that, uh, but just be a, um, take note that it reduces your risk of STIs for most of them. Yeah, like the chlamydia, uh, mm-hmm. syphilis to some extent. Uh, yeah, they're not quite safe, but to some extent it does. I mean- and uh, also reduces your risk of HPV and mm-hmm. uh, herpes simplex infection. Yeah. And that's on the male side. But remember that when you have a lower risk of that, it also translates to your partner if you exactly. have a partner. So you will reduce the risk of your partner mm-hmm. contracting the same as well. Yeah, so if you're not doing it for yourself, you do it for your partner. Mm-hmm. Now, we're saying this because one of the infections that Oscar has mentioned here is HPV. Now, HPV is notorious for causing genital warts and cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. And in males, it causes penile cancer. Now, you may think this, uh, especially penile cancer, you may think it's it's rare, but when you come to hospitals like UTH, then you can see that, okay, uh, it's really out there. And the people I've seen that have uh, penile cancer, I think in the last month I've seen maybe four. Okay. None of them were circumcised. Mm. None of them. Adds credence to our circumcision. Exactly. So if, if you want to prevent things like penile cancer, get circumcised. Because each one of them had to retract their foreskin and you just find the head of the penis is like, it's been eaten off. It's like, it's gone. Oh, sad state. And that's, it's, it's very traumatizing, and you can see that these men are really, really affected by it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a sad scenario. I don't think I would want to see any man getting penile cancer because, I mean, that's the pride of a man. Mm. I guess people are asking, is there room? Maybe it's now 15, 20, 25. Is there room for them to get circumcised, maybe? Yeah. And I... A circumcision can be done at any age. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't a toddler. I wasn't an infant. Yeah, but um, do you wish that your parents um, would have done it when you were an infant? Um, I think I would. That six period that they gave me and my friends to heal was uh-huh. a small, little, 
period of um anxiety mm-hmm. i didn't know what was going to happen at some point i thought uh i was going to have an amputation <laughs> that was the most scary thing in fact a friend of mine would all, all, often laugh uh, at my decision saying you have two eyes if you pluck out one you can still see but you have yeah, one of your manhood and if, if it's cut guys. off you're gone <laughs> i'm assuming yeah. that friend uh, didn't get circumcised he didn't then but now he has okay did he tell you why he got circumcised he says look it's one probably one in a million chances that you're going to lose it well that that's true because um when you think about circumcision it's one of those it's like the oldest surgery that has been ever performed mm-hmm. and the risks are very very minimal the complications are quite minimal mm-hmm. so um what's your take on uh the debate that's around um circumcision because in some countries they are debating on whether they should wait they should they should have a law that allows them to wait for the children to become 18 years for them mm-hmm. to have circumcision because they believe that uh circumcision when the when the child is still an infant is is child torture well really uh depends on uh how you look at it but it's mm-hmm. arguably it's it's something that people can consider you might want to allow your children to make their own decisions mm-hmm. but remember by and large we are shaped by our guardians our parents there are a lot mm-hmm. of things that they do for us without our consent as it were but we are ready for our own good yeah so if you want to stand with a norm that let, let them have their own say mm-hmm. it's not cast in stone you probably could run with that but personally i'm the arm of the view that uh for things that we have been through and know are for the ultimate good we can really um put a caveat to it mm-hmm. and look offer them that uh uh that procedure while they're young and uh, they're not able to have that infliction of pain for that duration i know someone would say it's, it's their choice yeah yeah but it's not cast in stone you could go either way but remember the risks are lower when you do it when you're young Mm-hmm. Okay and remember when you're young you also prevent your children from having recurrent uh, urinary tract infections so you it, it also as a pack to it. Yeah and UTIs are a nuisance in in children especially boys. You know it it, it flips. When we're younger boys are at risk of getting UTIs more mm-hmm. than females. Then when we grow up see other way Stay females open. are at risk because you can find a child having fevers your boy child is mm-hmm. just having fevers and, and throwing up like, yeah and throwing up it's just a uti because uti can do that to your child they'll throw up they'll have um a fever you you won't even know what's happening they'll have no appetite and it's a uti very common in children but circumcision prevents that even in adults the other thing about circumcision is that um when you have that foreskin uh you retain a lot of moisture in that foreskin mm-hmm. so this becomes a, a playing ground for you know fungi for all these bacteria of course the body has naturally occurring bacteria and fungi but when you have that moisture it becomes ish they flourish they are happy to be there mm-hmm. and imagine you have your partner and you pass on those infections to your partner so you find that your partner is always complaining of having these recurrent uh, vaginal yeast infections or also having these bacterial infections in the, the vagina but it's just because you're not circumcised so 
if you're not circumcising yourself for you, do it for your partner so that you prevent, you know, the cervical cancers and also these recurrent yeast infections. Yeah, exactly. And remember, um, it's a small bitter pill that you have to swallow for yourself and for your partner. Yes. And uh, ultimately, um, you feel cleaner. Uh, well, you, you know, probably would feel more man. <laughs> of course, that's debatable. I uh, believe you because you've been on both sides. Yeah. So I really believe you. So when it comes to um, the benefits that we've mentioned today, we are preventing UTIs. We're reducing the chance of you getting STIs. We're also reducing the chance of you giving your, your partner, you know, HPV that leads to cervical cancer, that leads to genital warts. You're also preventing penile cancer in yourself as well. And the other thing that we don't normally talk about, I know this discussion is about circumcision. There's still parts of the world that are doing female circumcision but of course you know it's now being called female genital mutilation mm -hmm. because it goes against human rights okay yes you're not supposed to undergo such torture it's very cruel so the world health organization is working so hard to you know get rid of this practice you know that there are over 200 million girls and women who have undergone this mutilation oh yeah, not, not not very common in Zambia, but common in like Eastern Africa, uh, Northeastern. Yes, yes, someone on the set is trying to argue. No, it's very common. Even in Asia, it's yeah. it's quite common, not very common in Southern Africa. So yeah, um, that's why we're always talking about male circumcision because male circumcision can, is, it's a medical procedure. It can be done. Yeah, in a hospital. But when it comes to female genital mutilation, it's always done in a traditional way and unsafe, unclean environment. So I just hope it comes to an end. Yeah, just so that we don't forget it, I think someone would still uh, recall that I said that there are people that are worried about their sexual function. Yes. Yeah, so start. And that's a big thing. Yeah, so stats show that really there is very minimal to know. Uh, adverse effect on their sexual performance. Actually, I came across another study okay. that was claiming that men that are circumcised are actually more sensitive than men who are uncircumcised. Yeah, so the, the, there's this quite varied information that can, but by and large, you shouldn't worry about having to um, have less pleasure in your, in your sexual life. I think yeah. that's the take-home point. Yes, and Interestingly enough, mm -hmm. in Zambia, I thought, you know, I thought most of the Zambian population is circumcised, but it's less than half. So most of the population that's circumcised. Well, no one wants to go under the knife. True, true. Most of the population that's circumcised in Zambia comes from Northwestern province. And of course, we know why, because of the Mukanda ceremony. We should have a few Mukandas around Zambia. Yeah, <laughs> we should. The least percentage is in eastern province so northwestern province has like 70 percent eastern province is like at three percent and a study was done where these men were asked why they did this mm -hmm. uh, procedure about 68 percent did it because it's their tradition it's their culture i mean it's them tra transitioning from being 
being a boy to a man. Mm-hmm. That was why they did it. 27% of them said because uh, they needed, they knew that it would reduce the risk of them getting things like HIV. Yeah. Then, but, and remember that by and large men, mm-hmm. I'm a man, we don't love anything that makes us feel a bit weak. Yeah. So people, most men would not want to go through the phase where they feel uh, uh, invalid or they feel helpless. Yeah. And so they they fear going through for that procedure. And I guess that's where the peck of doing it when someone is an infant comes in. Yeah. And less than 10% said that they did it because of hygiene. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> I thought most of them would do it because, you know, it reduces your risk of getting HIV and whatnot. But Look, at the end of the day, whatever reason that you decide to do a circumcision, mm-hmm. um, be convinced yeah. about it. If you're a child and your parents already helped you out, <laughs> uh, go and thank them for sparing you the trouble of uh, going under the knife. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, personally, I fear that if I disclose my decision to my people, my guardian, they'll be quite unhappy with me. Mm-hmm. To the contrary, uh, they were having a hard time finding the best way to approach me and actually convince me to go and actually go and have it. So it's, so it's, it's a thing where you're both afraid of how the next person will react. Yeah. Then when you meet and talk about it, then you're like, oh, okay, we're actually thinking of pushing you to that direction as well. You've actually aided our... <laughs> so they were, they were, they were happy. Yeah. And also, you know, I've heard a lot of um, women running away from men because they are not circumcised. Oh. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And you don't, it's discrimination you don't, you in a way, but yeah, you don't have that reason. So you could have just you could avoid it. Yeah, imagine you're talking to someone, you're like, "Why didn't it work out?" And you're like, "Oh no, he he wasn't circumcised." <laughs> anyway, that's on a lighter note. But um, Oscar, thank you so much for uh-huh. having this discussion with me. Uh, I hope everyone has gotten a thing or two from this mm-hmm. discussion. Um, so circumcision is, it's a voluntary decision, of course, but sometimes we offer it as a treatment option. If you have a male child, um, if you're not comfortable with uh, doing the circumcision or you feel that this is a decision that your child should make once they're, you know, 18 and they're able to give consent, then, then don't do it. Yeah. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, this was Health with Dr. Yvette Masaka. Please visit my website. It's healthwithdryvet.com. And if you have a topic that you want us to discuss, please uh, leave it there. If you leave it on the website, it goes straight to my email. And if you're comfortable leaving it in the comments, please do. Thank you. Mm-hmm.